In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. For the last several weeks, we have been walking through the Old Testament looking at great Bible principles for our families. We've been spending some family time together and trying to work on our home life. Well, today I want to draw your attention to the last verse of the Old Testament. It is found in the book of Malachi, Malachi chapter 4 and verse number 6. I hope you'll mark this verse in your Bible. It is, it is full of truth for us, but it is a verse that reveals something about the heart of God for families. Remember that God is our heavenly Father. Family started with Him, and God's intention is always that family would reflect His design, His purpose. Here's the verse, Malachi chapter 4 and verse number 6. And He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And we know, of course, prophetically that God is talking about future events, what he's going to do when he restores all things, when he sets up his kingdom. Oh, how wonderful it's going to be, what God is going to do on this planet, all the division and strife and contention, he's going to take care of that. Only the Prince of Peace can bring real peace. And so we know prophetically there's a great message here, but there's also a great revelation of the heart of God. What is the heart of God? The heart of God is always that the hearts of fathers be turned to the children and the hearts of children be turned to their fathers. By the way, you'll notice that the opposite of that is curse. You see, the blessing begins at home. The blessing begins when fathers and children are both in their rightful place and their attitude towards God and one another is what it ought to be. We used to use this verse frequently in youth ministry, uh, speaking to parents. Notice the divine order. It begins with God turning the heart of fathers to the children. Do you know why we're losing a generation of children? why they rebelled against authority, because somewhere we didn't have our heart engaged toward them. The hearts of fathers must be toward sons and daughters. We're living in a day of absentee fathers and distracted parents. And then when the hearts of fathers are turned to the children, guess what happens? The hearts of the children are turned to the fathers. This is God's heart for the family in every generation. Remember, we're in the Old Testament still, and uh, you'll find this is true in the New Testament, and it is true today. We're getting ready to begin to enter the next phase of our study on the family by moving to the New Testament. But before we do, and having paused here just briefly today at Malachi chapter 4, verse number 6, I'd like to do something just a little different, if you'll permit me. I'd like to share with you some things God has been teaching me about my family. I mean this. These are not things I prepared for you. They're things God's been speaking to me about. In fact, they're written in the flyleaf of one of my Bibles as things God is teaching me. They are, if I may say it this way, lessons from a fellow student. See, we're all in school, all of us. The Christian home is God's great classroom. That's where the rich lessons of life are learned. And we, we dads especially, we like to think we're the teacher. And we are to be teaching truth, but the real teacher is the Holy Spirit. And every member of the family is a student, not just the children. 
The Holy Spirit is teaching all of us. And so here are some lessons God is teaching me, uh, turning my heart more and more to my children, and I trust turning the hearts of the children to their father and even more to the Heavenly Father. Perhaps they'll be applicable to your family. Number one, God is teaching me to make the most of the evenings. Evenings matter. Remember in Genesis, the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the second day. The Jewish day started in the evening. That's found all through Scripture. Evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, Psalm 55, 17. Why? Because how you end one day really is how you're starting the next day. If you want to have a better day tomorrow, then start this evening to set the right tone in your home and to seek God. Then develop a regular family altar. I must confess to you, we failed in this. Uh, but we must all work at praying more with our spouses and praying with our children, uh, sharing a portion of Scripture, having a time, making it a priority where we're, we're discussing spiritual things. The key to this is just starting. Start somewhere, but start. And then God is teaching me, number three, to limit the influence of media in our home. It's fine to have media. Uh, good things can come through, through that channel, but it stifles the imagination. If you're not careful, it wastes time. It replaces meaningful conversation. So you've got to guard it. You've got to limit it. Limit and guard carefully what comes into your home. And then number four, he's teaching me to do something fun as a family every week and have a little fun every day. I still believe God's people ought to be joyful people. The greatest thing my parents ever gave me was a happy Christian home, and I want my children to know that. I want my kids to see a merry heart that does good like a medicine. They say that the average child laughs 500 times a day and the average adult, 50-year-old, laughs 11 times a day. Something happens to us, doesn't it? Have some fun with your family. Mom and Dad used to set aside every Friday night as family night. But whatever you choose to do, have some, some good times and make memories with your children. Number five, he's teaching me to practice showing affection. When was the last time you said, I love you? Uh, hug and kiss one another. You may say, well, that's just not the way we are. Well, someday you'll wish you'd had the opportunity to do it again. So show affection today. Number six, plan family events together and let everybody look forward to them. Plan a trip. Plan a day away. Anticipation's a big part of the fun. Uh, but plan family events together. Number seven, get outside. Take a walk. Listen to the birds. Throw the ball. Get a dog. Enjoy the creation around you. Uh, but get outside the, the house into God's creation. And then God's teaching me, number eight, to spend some time alone as a couple regularly. Uh, keep the communication lines open. And by the way, you have to work at that. Schedule it. And number nine, never argue in front of your children. You may have discussions in private about things and even disagreements. But before your children, keep, keep peace. Make peace. And number ten, and my wife has been so good about this, play good music around your home. Sing together. Have, have Christ honor music playing even in the background. It will help the tone of your household. Number 11, don't belittle any family member for bringing up a topic of conversation. I'm, I must tell you, I have done this at times. Don't embarrass someone. Encourage people to talk and learn to listen. Those of us who are talkers, we like to talk, but sometimes we just need to keep our mouths closed and let others talk. And then number 12, teach every member of the family to love the pastor and the local church. Look, encouragers are made, not born. Teach your children to pray for others and to encourage God's servant and God's people. Number 13, always speak positively about your local church and spiritual authority. Remember this, if you're tearing down 
spiritual authority, you may be tearing down the one authority that is the only hope your child has at some point. Don't be critical. Be an encouragement. And then number 14, spend time talking about Bible messages after each church service. You know, the old Puritan said this was the role of the father, that fathers should have a conversation after every church service about what did we learn, what are we going to do with it. And then 15, I wrote this down, practice the principle of the Sabbath with your family. And we all know the Sabbath, that was the fourth commandment. I'm not talking just about uh, the Ten Commandments here. I'm talking about an eternal principle that there must be a day of rest. There must be a a time where we slow down, where we rest and worship. Uh, Hurry is not always holy. These are some things God is teaching me. I share them for two reasons. First, because perhaps one of them will resonate with you. What's true for one is often true for many people. And then secondly, just to ask you, what is God speaking to you about right now? What's the homework you need to do? Ask the Lord to help you today to begin right where you are. May God turn the heart of the fathers to the children, the heart of the children to the fathers, and all of our hearts back to God. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.